0: Get your hands dirty with the Gardening Gang. Saturday mornings at
1: 8 on Coast FM
2: 963.
1: A little beep beep on the radio this morning. Coast FM 963 with Sherilyn Darcy and that's me. And Pete Little, that's her. It is. Good morning, Sherilyn. Good
3: morning, Pete.
1: Now, the gangs together today, we're talking about seeds and talking about those bad girls. (laughs) I notice here on the running sheet we've got uh, people in the waiting room now. There's Jem, there's Chloe, Mm -hmm. and there's Jen. Are they Mm
3: bad girls or just bad seeds? No, they're seed
1: girls. (laughs) We've got seed talk today. No,
3: it's all about seeds. Today, it's very exciting. It's getting warmer. I didn't even have to put my jacket on to walk over to the Coast FM studios this morning. It's so lovely out there, and that means it's almost time to plant seeds. So we're talking seeds all day. We've got Gem of the Seed Collection, which is a very popular place to purchase seeds online. that's
1: Gem. That's
3: Gem. And we've got Chloe, and she's the general manager. Of Garden Express. That's, That's Chloe, a really I fantastic know. big place. And we've got one of our very favourites. We've got Jen Jones of Permaculture Central Coast. Jen. She's talking about seed banks, Pete.
1: Well, we've covered every seed here this morning, haven't we? We have. Lots of
3: information (laughs) about buying, storing and using your seeds.
1: And some fascinating information, I'm sure, too, Gerald. Now, we've got this program every week being sponsored by some terrific local sponsors, Alan Grahams Caravans and RVs. They're open all weekend at Wyoming. And also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows at Berkeley Vale. One song that talks about seeds and growing is Paul Kelly's From Little Things... Big things grow. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sheryl and Darcy today. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a seed kind of season, I imagine.
3: Oh, well, it is, Pete. Uh, It's coming up to spring and people are going out there looking for seeds to plant.
1: Okay. Seeding your garden means we need to talk to people who... Actually, bring seeds into our life.
3: We do, and I
1: seed collection. Do you know
3: that <laughs> the seed collection? It's actually a place that I've bought seeds from. It's really? an yeah, it's an online place. They're fantastic. Of they bags. have oh, yeah, more than a couple of bags, but I've got Jem from the Seed Collection on the line right now, Pete.
1: Hey, Jem. how you doing?
3: Good, thanks, Pete. Good, thanks,
4: Sherilyn. How are you both?
1: Well, we're fantastic. But more than more of the point, Jem, uh, This is your first time on the Gardening Gang Show. Number it one is, on the and I'm to be here. Oh, wonderful, Yay. wonderful, wonderful! Seed collection been around for long
4: uh, since two thousand and eight,
3: Pete. Hey. And what got you into starting the seed collection, Jim? Um, well,
4: Adam started the business. Uh, he was looking for some affordable seeds and was getting a bit frustrated with um, coming up short in that regard. So started as a bit of a side hobby, and now we are a small but growing and thriving
1: business. Uh, why is, don't yeah. we just get seeds from other plants, And why? why? Why would why, we do why? that?
3: Well you'd have to be well I'm, you'd have to have so many plants in your garden and I know jumping on the seed collection website, the variety they've got is is huge. So what sort of things do you sell
1: Jim? Seeds?
4: There are definitely seeds that's for sure. <laughs> uh, we have literally thousands of varieties of products we have uh, seeds gardening equipment, Mm fertilisers. We're also selling uh, tubers Mm -hmm. and crowns. We've moved into some live seedlings. Oh.
1: Online thing, is it, uh, Gem? Is that how it works? It is. It's online. Yes, Uh, an
4: online-only business. So we don't have a storefront, uh, Mm -hmm. but everything can be found at theseedcollection.com.au.
1: Including seeds.
4: Including seeds.
3: Yes. So, <laughs> when you get your seeds home, can you give us any tips on ensuring that they're kept properly? Because sometimes, you know, you mightn't have time well, to. Well, obviously them in. they're
1: packed well to be well, sent through the mail.
3: Yeah, but you can't just chuck them in your drawer, Pete. No, sure. I understand
1: that. So, Jem, give us a little idea. I'm the new. I'm new to using seeds. I receive them in the mail, or the delivery man comes along with a whole bunch of other stuff as well. What's my next? Uh, my next move.
4: This is a great question. We get this a lot, actually. Uh, Very important to keep your seeds in a cool, dark and dry location. Yeah. We feel a lot of people get their seeds and they think, oh, I'll pop them in the garden shed. Uh, This is actually not a good idea at all because places like that can get really hot and be exposed to all sorts of varying temperatures Mm. and that's not good for, for the seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, even beyond keeping them in a cool, dark and dry cupboard in the house, you could place them in the fridge in an airtight container. I love uh, that. But I keep them in the beer this. fridge. Yeah. <laughs> that's what uh, I do. Yes, yeah, so that's a great idea. Okay. Yeah. Better than
5: beer, isn't it? Uh, yeah,
1: it's better cold than beer. Spot's yeah, ideal, huh?
4: Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. But um, in doing that, we also it's important to place like a little bit of paper towel or something in there just to avoid condensation becoming an mm. issue.
3: And, Jim,
4: what's popular right
3: now that you're noticing that people are buying in the seed world? Oh, goodness, there's
4: lots. The zinnias are absolutely taking off at the minute. Mm-hmm. They're a beautiful flower. Um, in particular, the queenie varieties, they're very popular.
3: Okay, and I'm writing getting... this
4: down because I I, I'm oh. i jumping online afterwards. So Yes, <laughs> oh, if you haven't seen them, jump onto the website at theseedcollection.com.au and have a look. They're okay. very striking. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones would be the heirloom varieties of tomatoes. Tomatoes are always big. But yeah. we also have some cauliflowers and they're coming in colours like purple and green. So oh, wow. they're very popular as well. Really? Yeah, there you yeah. go. Purple
1: cauliflowers.
4: How fun would yeah. they be?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, they're great and it's
4: fantastic for the kids. Yeah. For getting the kids yeah. into A gardening or about. the grandkids. Mm. Yeah, it's wonderful.
1: I, I wouldn't be um, wanting to go into this business, Sherilyn. Yeah, and no. the reason is... What, uh, um, Jim? So, Jim, you can answer this question. What do you do with a customer who says, these seeds did not work. I want my money back. Ooh. How Ooh, do you handle okay, that?
4: Yes. Uh, it happens every now and then, and uh, we handle that. We offer some advice. We do offer them a full refund or replacement you as do. well. How good are oh, you
1: guys? Yes. Okay. Right. No, we
4: do, Yep. So they're Our guaranteed seed. Yeah. Correct.
1: Oh, that's a lovely thought.
4: Australia Post to lose your order, we will resend it to you. Oh, there well, you go. That's I'm going to say. what,
1: that comes with a big recommendation from the does. gardening gang today. The seed collection. Gemma, thanks for your time today. Thanks, and, Gem. And great, uh, great to talk to you.
4: Thank you so much. Bye bye.
1: It's seed time on yes. the gardening gang.
3: It is. And that was Jim from the Seed Collection. You can jump online, theseedcollection.com.au, and have a look at all those beautiful zinnias. I'm off now, Pete Tattle.
1: Okay. Home of the classic hits, Coast FM 963, Pete Little and Cheryl and Darcy on this, the last day of winter, or the last Saturday of winter, anyway. <laughs> it's our last winter show. Ooh. We're talking about seeds today. We've got still some uh, wonderful guests who are going to explain the nature of the seed. The seeds are flying everywhere. Do you get any hay fever from seeds and things like that?
3: I actually sure. do. It's grass seeds that get me really badly. We should have really a
1: about this, shouldn't we? Yeah, we
3: should <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the grass seeds. They make my, um, now you're starting to make my nose itchy, Pete.
1: But then again, of course, you've uh, come in today in an absolutely gorgeous new dress you've worn with the mm, leaves on it. You know I have. you should see yes. Sherilyn and her blue leaves and her yes, very puffy nice. sleeves.'m yes.
3: feeling <laughs> I'm feeling very <laughs> spring, and you know what else is great about spring? Lots of people are selling things like orchids. There's an orchid auction on today Pete at the Morissette Showground. Kicks off at 9am uh, until finish. I guess that's when all the orchids are gone, I suppose. Uh, all genres of orchids in the auction and vendor sales and there's some amazing names here that I recognise of, of, of orchid growers. There's David Wolfe, Ian Nelson, Rob Wells, Steve Dunstan. Oh, we know Steve. He's fantastic. So it's all thanks to the Central Coast Hunter Region symbidian Society but it doesn't stop at Cymbidian there's lots more. There's also bromeliads. oh people love those don't they, Mm. and palm valley orchids and there's lots of things here. You can get food pizza, don't worry about that. There's bacon egg sandwiches, cakes and slices. Parking and undercover seating is also available. Oh because you can sit down, it'll be like a horse auction or something. It's like bring out the orchid. (laughs) 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 Uh, All on today at the Morrisette. Showground Morrison. I can the imagine orchid an orchid
1: auction. What's my bid for this beautiful orchid? That's
4: it. I give you $110. <laughs> Sold to the oh! lady
1: with the blue dress, Sarah and, and Darcy, you've oh! taken them all.
6: You ring, we
1: bring. Coast FM, Pete Little and Sharon Darcy on a seedy sort of day today. We're talking about seeds on we the gardening are. game. Yes.
3: I've got the General Manager of Garden Express, Chloe, on the line. Chloe, hello. Hi,
0: how are you going, guys?
3: Very well and very excited because a lot of our listeners would know that Garden Express is Australia's largest online nursery and it's a great place to get seeds from.
1: A little bird told me, Chloe, that uh, Sherilyn has a large investment in uh... <laughs> <laughs> Gardening Express by virtue of uh, purchases. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> the website can be really addictive. Look, it is. It is.
3: And I have to say, I was going. I'll just get get it up again and, I'll, and and make sure I've got all my details right here to have a chat with you. And I was like, oh my goodness, look at those calla lilies they've got in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've
3: got yeah, to it's say. my wage.
0: Sometimes you know oh, <laughs> the no. whole week's worth of wage goes back in.
3: It's an exciting place for sure. But yeah, you do is, sell you do sell seeds.
0: We do. So uh, we've been operating for the last 22 years as a mail-order company. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why we're now Australia's largest online web store. Mm. Uh, And part of our product range is seeds. Uh, And we sell all different types of seeds, not just your ordinaries. We also have... Heirlooms. We also have the Royal Horticultural Society seed that they've brought out, oh. wildflower seeds, um, so a, a big range. A really big, and veggie seeds, I'd assume.
3: We're all looking at that for spring coming up as well.
0: Many, many veggie seeds.
1: Could I get an understanding, if I may, Chloe, heirloom. You mentioned the word, air, and it popped up again today. And oh. I hadn't asked the question. What is an heirloom seed? Help me out.
0: I guess an heirloom seed probably just describes the age of the seed, the age of the vegetable, if you like. So it's it's a seed that's been passed down through generations. Okay. To qualify as an heirloom, it can't be a hybrid Uh uh, and it can't be a GMO, so it can't be genetically modified. So it is... It's not a cross between two different heirloom varieties, yep. um, and it does have to be at least fifty years or more in age.
1: Okay, uh, so, I'm so that.
0: You, you you can have say a cucumber that's that's been around for the last hundred and twenty years that that would be classed as an heirloom and it's never been altered. Its DNA has never been altered.
1: Okay, so it's kind of a vintage product or a vintage fruit.
5: That's a good way to think of it. That's so right. Yeah, okay. but,
1: but someone thought they would make it a heirloom instead. I, I might, yeah, they I, give
0: it a fancy name. A fancy name
1: <laughs>
2: indeed.
3: So, Chloe, uh, one thing that people do struggle with sometimes is the germination rate. Is there anything that, you know, the average gardener can do to improve the germination rate of their seeds? And this means sprouting, peat. It means whether they work or
1: not. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, so probably two main things that that pop out to me without getting too technical is making sure that your seeds are fresh. so checking the expiry date on your seeds. The closer they get to their expiry date, um, the less germination you'll have mm-hmm. uh, the less success rate you'll have. Uh, and I guess the storage of the seed if 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 the storage has been not at an optimal, Temperature the right humidity it um, hasn't you know been in touch with any water or direct sun uh, then that can alter the germination rate in a, in a seed as well
1: so if you've left your your seeds in the back of the car and <laughs> forgot to take them indoors uh, over a period of time, how long will they last? will they be like would you like they last six months as a seed? No, no. no, I'm, no. Not in, I'm, I'm shaking my
7: head. I'm no. I'm getting an answer here. I'm getting not their big really. no. No, would it be a couple no. of
1: weeks would it? Mm.
7: Not really. If you really
0: want to get um, technical and have the best germination rate, then uh, you want to store your seeds at a constant temperature and humidity. Um, leaving them in the back of your car, even for a couple of weeks, can alter okay. the right germination on. rate. Okay.
3: And what do you find are the trends this year? What are people looking for in seeds?
0: The, there's three main ones that that I have seen uh, that COVID has probably had a had a role in. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the first main one would be people are growing more of their own food at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess with COVID, we saw some shortages with the amount of fruit and veg we we had in mm-hmm. stores. I think everyone remembers the gap of lettuce that we had. Oh, there yeah, the really lettuce was – yeah, that and was crazy. lettuce
2: was, yeah. was
0: $7 a, a each, I think. I think so, Maccas couldn't uh, even get lettuce, could they? <laughs> yeah, can't see, and McDonald's are yeah. putting cabbage in their burgers. That's right. So we, we ran out of lettuce seeds really quickly, actually, and oh. every uh, – People are moving towards growing their own food at home. It's, you know, they can choose to have it organic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can be self-sufficient um, mm. and, and that sort of thing. The second one I would say trend-wise, um, people are lessening the size of their lawns. You bring the birds and the bees and other wildlife right. to your to your backyard. So they're minimizing the amount of grass they have in their backyard and planting either veggie patches or seeded meadow gardens, you know, a really cheap way to do that is is through seeds. Yeah. And then I guess lastly, the last trend I would say is an increase in, in cut flower growers mm. in, in just regular backyards. They're called micro flower farms. It's a, a new trend on the back of COVID, people are doing that cheaply through seeds. Absolutely. Things like delphiniums and mm-hmm. stock uh, aquilegias, lupins, those sorts of seeds are really easy to grow.
3: And probably zinnias. We keep hearing that zinnias are on the rise. Yes. That's an old fashioned are. flower that everyone's loving again.
0: And all the oldies are coming back, which is really awesome and, and beautiful. Yeah. It's really great that they're making comeback.
1: Well, I've got to say, I've learned a lot today, you know, mm. Cheryl, and about the, the old seeds. I hadn't thought much about seeds until I have a cracked tooth from the apricot I had a couple of days ago. <laughs> Maybe not as solid as a avocado. No,
0: that's a tough nut. Yeah, that's I, <laughs> a tough nut. <laughs> I tell you, you mentioned my, uh, uh, avocado seeds. No. I used to be a registered nurse, and we used to in the emergency department call it avocado hand. Every time someone walks through the emergency department, that's put a knife <gasps> through their hand trying to get one of those. Avocado oh, cutting an avocado. Out. If I had a dollar for every time an avocado hand walks through triage, I'd be... <laughs>
1: making oh, a lot that's of money. A, that's another good reason to get them from you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, goodness.
3: Oh, this well, is big. Well, you said it was going to be a boring topic, Seeds, Pete. Well, I think uh, I've the, proved you wrong.
1: gardening Express is a family business. <laughs> yes, it is. And yes. it's nice that um, Chloe's been brought to the level yep. of running the show. She, she makes the decision. She says, Dad, stay out of my way. That's it. I'm taking the that business <laughs> to the moon. Well done there.
3: Yeah, thanks, Well Chris. done, Thank Chloe. You. Thanks, Sue. Okay. Joining us, Chloe. Lovely
2: talking to you. Yeah,
3: we've been talking to Chloe from Gardening Express. She's a general manager there, all about seeds. That's what it's all about today. Thanks, Chloe. Thank you, guys.
1: Coast FM on the radio with Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy today. I think the topic we chose was seeds for some reason. If we had a a nuclear holocaust across this country of ours, where would we get the (laughs) seeds to regrowth the nation?
3: Well, one of our regulars is actually also a seed bank coordinator. We keep them in a seed bank. Jen Jones from Permaculture Central Coast is on the line. Hello, Jen. Hi guys. So Jen came in and she she you know preserves things, pickles, and we had some of that really nice alcoholic lemoncello. Remember?
1: I'm thinking about the seed bank. Oh, we're
3: coming back to the seeds, what, but the what other
1: interest thing, interest she... rate are we charging at the moment. <laughs> so. but Can she... I get a better rate with you?
3: <laughs> oh, dear. So she loves preserving things, including seeds, and so she looks after the seed bank for permaculture's central coast. So
1: in the event of a situation where we lose a particular strain of um, yep. flour, mm-hmm. there's a bank somewhere that keeps all these seeds in a box or a container. Jen, and I'll, I'll let mold. you
7: answer that where that he is, doesn't understand. How does that. it work, yeah. Jen? Well, there's a really big, famous seed bank called Svalbard, It's the Global Seed Bank in Norway. It's embedded in the ice. And every country has donated their plants, their seed stock to the bank to preserve it for what Pete calls, well, refers to Armageddon, basically, a nuclear problem or a global catastrophe. Um, This place in Norway stores a lot of those seeds. But there's a problem with that. The Ah. ice around that place is melting. And they rely on the ice to keep the seeds at a stable rate at a stable temperature and yep. environmental conditions yep, we to preserve them that, yep. as, well as possible right so community seed banks are really really becoming more important than ever and why do we save seeds well first of all food food security as you've already pointed out mm. um, if we lose a stock then how are we going to get it back but also for a community seed bank Increased diversity within your region and your bioregion.
1: Indeed, diversity is so important. How much of these seeds that you've got locally, for example, under mm. your care, Jen, mm. uh, would they number in the tens of thousands or... Just give me a, a broad figure of how oh, many... How many
3: well, different
7: types or how many seeds? How many different, to- oh, how many no, different
1: types? We want to count it <laughs> seeds. <laughs> how many we... different species you would be able to reproduce in, in, in the event?
7: In my seed bank, I've probably got tens of thousands of seeds, but um, as far as specific varieties go, I've probably got a couple of hundred. Mainly vegetables, medicinal herbs, food-producing plants, yep. um, and also some natives, but not as not as many as I would like. You know, we prefer to have more, but it's it's a growing growing thing. It's evolving over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the seed bank over last year, and it has grown dramatically in that time. So we are actually creating a proper database that can be searched, because the seed bank has grown quite 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 big compared to what it was a year ago. So, Jen, who contributes to this seed bank,
3: and can we contribute to it if we're somebody on the central coast and we're growing something and we want to keep keep these seeds?
1: Who's going to give?
3: <laughs> where
1: do he's
7: you gonna, take your donations? Who's going to donate this week? My gosh! Yeah. <laughs> well, for listeners who wish to get involved, Permaculture Central Coast has gatherings every month where mm-hmm. the seed bank is open for donations and withdrawals. The seed bank access is free for all financial members of Permaculture Central Coast, mm-hmm. or a gold coin donation for for those that aren't financial members.
1: Okay. Right.
7: The only obligation is if you take seed from the seed bank, you save some of the seed from those plants that you grow and donate it back.
1: Ah, uh, gotcha. So that's going. ongoing. Yes. Right. An ongoing that's, process. Yeah. That's
7: okay. right. And that ensures that we have a viable supply into the future because mm-hmm. seeds only last a few years, uh, usually in normal storage conditions. They only have a few years' lifespan. But plants that germinate, in your area and you save seed from are better suited to that area because they were bred here never ending it's well never this, ending.
1: this is so really the seed that keeps on giving isn't it the circle
7: know? of life They've been very
1: helpful today yeah thanks i gotta say jen it was been uh, very educational too now the gardening Thank gang is not normally educational in oh. a strict sense but we have <laughs> imparting information which is helpful we
3: do we do thanks for joining us today jen Thank you so much for having me. It's always a blast. All right, that's Jen Jones then. She's from Permaculture Central Coast. You can jump online to their website, Permaculture Central Coast. Just give that a bit of a Google. Find out more about the seed bank that they have as well there.
1: Right here on The Gardening Gang on Coast FM.
7: At home with The Gardening Gang. Coast FM 963. Get your hands dirty with The Gardening Gang.
0: Saturday mornings at 8 on Coast FM 963. Community
7: radio on the Central Coast. 963. Coast FM. <laughs> Waking
1: up on a Saturday morning to Coast FM and the Gardening Gang, Pete Little and and Darcy until we go-go at 10 o'clock this morning. We're talking seeds. We'll be talking about the uh, the nature of uh, seeds and the like today. But Sherilyn, you've got a couple of things that uh, you want to, uh, sort of impart this morning? I do. Hang on, to on I better turn the right uh, blowing on here. <laughs> uh, where okay, am the I right blowing is on.
3: Okay, yes, it's time to get your hands dirty now. So, first of all, what's on around the Central Coast for? Plant lovers, well, the Woi Woi Produce Swap is on tomorrow, which is a fantastic place to go. It's in the Woi Woi Peninsula Community Garden, and that's on Moana Street in Woi Woi. It's on the last Sunday of every month. A produce swap works by having a set time and place for backyard growers to bring their excess food that they've grown to share with others. There, the Woi Woi Produce Swap swap is a very casual affair, and nobody keeps score. Just bring your produce and share and have a chat with locals as well. Also, kicking off today is the Australian Native Plant Sale. It's time for growth in spring and planting a beautiful, healthy and native garden is so rewarding. This one is put on by the Central Coast District Group of the Australian Plant Society and it's such a successful thing. They do it every single year. I absolutely love it. It's online. So how it works is you jump online to their website and their website is at austplants.com.au forward slash Coast plant sales. So have a look at that. And you pick out your plants and then you go and pick them up on the let me have a look at the date. It's coming up soon so it's next, it's on the 9th of September at Phillip House at On. So all the details are there at ostplants.com.au In two
1: or, weeks time is it? Two
3: weeks time. Tuesday yes, time. two weeks okay. time. And also on is the Central Coast Spring Orchid Show and Fair. That's on Saturday the 9th of September and Sunday the 10th of December at the Anglican Church Hall at Bateau Bay. This is.
1: I said September. I thought you said December. Did you think so? No. I think you said. Did I? I might have done that. What did she say? She said December. Did I? Well, I
3: meant to say September. I'm terribly sorry. I'm getting very excited about spring. That's what it is. On display are Australian native orchids and exotic orchids from all around the world. That's what's happening then. So get on there. And it's a free event as well. And it's held by the Mingara Orchid Club. We love those people. Okay, Steve, I'm hurrying up. I'm hurrying up. (laughs) What's happening in your garden right now? Well, we're talking seeds today. And you might have noticed if you subscribe, the spring seed catalogs are hitting everybody's Mailboxes, and if you don't subscribe to all of these catalogues, then get into your local nurseries, all our wonderful nurseries, because they're stocking up with seeds for your spring plantings. When you get your seeds, as our experts have told you, make sure you keep your seeds in a cool, dry, and dark place or in an airtight container in the fridge until you're ready to plant them. It's a little cold for a few things at the moment, but you've got to get in and get those seeds so you get the ones you want. All right, what can you plant this weekend? Glad you asked. Culinary herbs, artichoke suckers, asparagus crowns, beetroot, broad broad beans, cabbages, carrots, cress, kohlrabi, lettuce, mustard, onions, parsnip, peas, mm, potatoes, hurry up and get those in, rhubarb crowns, silver beet, African marigolds, delphiniums, dianthus, English daisies, gypsophila, spider flowers and status are just among some of the things that you can plant this
1: weekend. Thank you, Steve.
3: Thanks, Steve. You're a bit late there with the bell, Steve. What
1: are we doing? <laughs> I think you... he's gone to sleep. I think he has. I think he's having a bit of a kip there. The I Gardening know. Gang today being sponsored by our great friends at Alan Graham's Caravans and RVs. Open all the weekend at Wyoming and also Doormaster Security Doors and Windows. Now off to the... Coast oh. FM
3: 968 three home of the great classic hits and also home of the gardening gang with Pete and me Sherilyn. Well it's that time of the morning when we check in with Doreen with the markets. Good morning Doreen.
8: Oh good morning.
3: Now Pete's just ducked out to make us a cup of tea isn't he lovely?
8: No, isn't it nice?
3: Yeah, I like being spoiled. He's taking a bit long. I think he's eating the big heaps
8: <laughs> mm, That would be right. Well, it's Father's Day soon. We mustn't forget that either. That's true. All right. Mm. What's
3: happening around the markets? Maybe we can get a Father's Day present this morning. So what's That's happening
8: That's what I was thinking. Day. That's what I was thinking, yes. So Edelong Fresh Food Markets are being held today and every Saturday at the Broken Bay Scout Hall on picnic rates between 7 and 1. It's a new location for them and you'll find fresh fruit and veggies, eggs and deli items on sale. Mangrove Mountain Markets are being held today between 9 and 3 on the corner of Georgetown Drive and Blood Tree Road. They specialise in homemade preserves, cakes, crafts and plants. And Long Jetty Markets are on today between 9 and 2 on the foreshore. Pop over to the markets for lunch and have a browse through their beautiful stalls. There's lots to see like fashion, homewares, jewellery, local produce and international street foods. And also in Long Jetty, you'll find Betty's Flea Market and it's on at the Long Jetty Hotel. It runs between 10 and 2 and there's an ATM on site. You'll find pre-love fashion, shoes, kids' clothing and books. All ages are welcome. Grab some lunch and do some shopping.
3: That's one of my favourite markets and I can't believe it's already been a month since I was there last time.
8: The year's mm, going on. I know, there's, there's some really different things it? There, Mm-mm. isn't there?
3: Mm, mm, mm. They're good. I love the whole Long Jetty scene there. All right, anything else today? Nothing else today. All right. Flipping over the page, Doreen. What about tomorrow?
8: Okie dokes. Tomorrow, Tootley Lions Club markets are on in the Coles car park Tootley between 8 and 1. Go along, browse through their stalls and grab a bargain or two. And Gosford City Farmers Market is being held tomorrow at the Gosford Showground between 7 and 1. There will be a large range of fresh produce, deli items and free range eggs, just to mention a few. And now I know it's also totally revamped, so it's worth a look to see what's new there. Uh, they have live entertainment and I did hear they're also after some new storeholders. And also tomorrow, Avoca Beachside Markets are being held between 9 and 2 on the Hazlitt Park foreshore. Go along and see the food and produce stalls, art and homewares. There's also live music and lots of treats to nibble on while you browse. And wrapping it up, for second-hand goods and specialty items, check out the Entrance Lines Club Charity Market being held tomorrow and every Sunday between 8.30 and 12.30 in the Denning Street Car Park.
3: Wonderful. Lots of places out there that you could pick up a lovely Father's Day present, Doreen.
8: Exactly right. We mustn't forget we'll be in big trouble otherwise. Oh. Even even for our husbands. I mean, you know. I know. All
3: right, you enjoy the weekend, Doreen. Thanks a lot for that Thank report. You. Bye. Bye, Doreen. You're listening to Coast FM nine six three and you're at home with the gardening gang.
2: What are you
1: guys talking about? Oh, here's your cover. <laughs> Ghost FM, Pete Little and Sherilyn Darcy this morning with the Gardening Gang and Paul Mack is back with us now. Paulie Mack, we call him. You can call me anything. Yes, as long month? as you don't I call, you late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. The phenomena of the air fryer. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. Sherilyn, do you have an air fryer?
3: Uh, look, I tried one. I got an Aldi's one and did not like it at okay. all. Didn't like the food out of it. Just thought this is pointless because I turned around and went, i got a damn oven, you know. It's like,
1: mm. what's it if? Well, there are, there are futurists who say the existing oven that we see today, just the convection oven, mm. is going to go. Probably. In time, it'll be an air fryer. Mm. Uh, It's more efficient in terms of power, it's faster, and that suits today's lifestyle. I
3: can like a man who actually seems to be in love with Mm. the air fryer. Are you an air
1: fryer? Well, I do the chefing at our place, and uh, it's always nice to be able to put a bag of chips on without getting out the oil and boiling up the oil and doing all the stuff with Mm. that uh, awful uh, Mm. temptation to put your finger in.
2: Yes, my (laughs) wife loves the air fryer. We have have one, and I don't quite understand it. Is it a con- convection oven? It, it sort of is.
3: Isn't it just hot air just blowing all over your feet? Mm.
1: <laughs> well, I wanted to see what Paul's thoughts were because is it a phenomenon that's used in uh,
2: commercial kitchens? No, no. But the, there are similar ones, like the Thermomix was... Oh,
3: know, yes, yes.
2: Um, and that was used in high-end places. It makes great um, sorbets and, you know, it can, do, it can do loads of things. And I've seen restaurants with banks of them mixes. Yeah.
3: The, I don't know. But thermomixers it, annoy me because <laughs> the people... They Well, the people who sell the yeah, I'm sorry yeah. if you sell thermomixers, yeah. but it just feels oh, like multi-level the, marketing. It's the, uh, the you know. Amway of the... Yes. Um, ranges, ...isn't it? I can't go there. I'm like, I don't care how good it is. I can't <laughs> listen to the... St-
2: they are better pieces of kit. For, for me, I, I, I'm a, a big oven well, fan, suppose.
1: Uh, See, if you walked into Maya today, you know, say you're a affair you'll see a whole range of these 100%. air fryers. Mm. There must be about 10 brands in various mm. formations of the Mistral one on the buddy, Sunbeam one. So I thought if, if Myra have got a big display of air fryers and so do you know, so good guys and all these, they must be selling like crazy.
3: Or are they? You've seen lots of them there. Maybe well, they've got a range. <laughs> mm. I don't know. There are they do,
1: very
2: few cookbooks, though, on air frying. Yeah. They? Well, like
3: what is it? You just chuck it in and turn it on, isn't but it?
2: That <laughs> was the same with microwaves, wasn't it? They were loaded when they were... And, it, uh. <laughs> and what a phenomenon they've become. <sighs> really? Uh, I would warm a cup of tea up in one, really. Exactly. That's about it. Exactly, mate. They're interesting, though, how they work. Are but, you against new technology in food no, preparation? No, goodness, no. I love tech. In what, all, all ways, shapes, or forms.
3: How does a microwave work?
2: It vibrates molecules yeah. of water.
1: Mm. And, mm. It, and through
2: friction, warms up the, warms up the water. And part. I was like, what? Yeah. So if you've got something that has no water in it, it you can't, the microwave doesn't work.
1: Actually, a little trick I've got uh, I heat up the newspaper to unfold it, warm <laughs> it up. That's the most exciting thing <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Perfect. There's nothing worse than dangling mm. a couple of newspapers around your fingers. I'm
2: sure we used delivery. to dry our clothes at some point. When we were snowboarding, we used to dry our socks. Just mm. so don't put the cat I'd in. I'll get them hot, yeah. And, oh. um, no, don't, goodness, don't put the cat in. <laughs> um, no, I love new technology in food. I'm, okay, what sort of foods friend. work on air fryers? I know chips do. Oh, anything. They're, brilliant. Anything with some fat in it works. It's not so much the water, it's the fat. Yeah, There's okay. no. it's not an air fryer because there's no... Oil in it. It doesn't have. Doesn't fry. Doesn't fry. It just. It's a convection oven. It'd be. I think. No doubt. It'd be better for your health than frying. Than frying. Hundred percent. Deep frying. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting a couple of points up here. You so see. Mm. Yeah. It's <laughs> better than, better for your health than deep frying. Okay. And is it as good? We well, you know it's faster. Is it as good though?
1: But you can uh, but Is it as good? Now that's a very interesting uh, point because I would think. With uh, the taste tests at our place and guests coming over, yeah. mm. they like the air fry chips. Yeah, okay. But are and you
3: adding anything to it? Are you adding like extra salt no. or flavourings nope. or? No, no, so no, no. they just.
1: And particularly the, um, the 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 other ones, the potato uh, wedges. Wedges. Mm. Oh, that's uh, terrific.
3: But are you buying frozen? Hang on, hang on. Are you yeah, buying frozen? McCain yeah, McCain stuff. Those, yeah, you know? they've They're got all sprayed sprayed rings. Yeah. stuff
2: anyway. They're sprayed yeah. with oils, like they cutter with oils and flavour. got some. Yeah, no, no.
3: Yeah. what I want you to do, this is the Get test. Get a potato. Get a potato. Mm. Thank you, Paulie. Chop it up and I want you to fry that potato mm-hmm. and then I want you to chuck it in the air fryer. There's <laughs> the test. Not with all McCain's special secret spray flavours.
2: <laughs> I'm just thinking back out of Beck potato and like the... The the way that I would normally make potato bake a potato is put it on a bed of salt. You want to dry it out a little bit, yeah, right, and then rub it with some oil and salt, and then so it gets crispy on the outside.
3: Oh my god! So yes.
2: we would microwave a the potato for about four minutes to get it moving, get it hot, and then rub it in oil and salt, and then stick it in the air fryer. So that that I'm I'm all for that, but where yeah, okay. there's a match, so the for... final touch is the air fryer that gives it the crisp and all that. It's speed, isn't it? The speed. It's yeah.
1: also well. It's also uh, is it going to be nice to taste? Mm. You know. You get There's no the point product. eating rubbish.
2: No, 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 not at all. It, but if you if you terrible. get a bag of fish fingers and whack them in the air fryer, they're going to be just fine.
1: There's also recipes out for doing cakes in air fryers. Is there? Yeah, you that's, can do a You can do a, no, a, see, I you can do a wedding uh, sponge in five minutes. See, hey, that's mental. <laughs> would it be?
3: Dri- yeah, but would it be dry? That nobody would eat it,
2: but nobody does eat the no, wedding cake. No. <laughs> Remember those old um, microwave cookbooks the seventh, from oh, the seventies? Yeah. You know, that's you can right. do anything with this. Oh <laughs> <thing. Yeah>, really? <that's laughs> Now, <laughs> Cheryl, Sherilyn, you've got
1: uh, a great uh, reputation as a good a good cook. I do. You're again these uh, air fryers. 100%. Paulie is a chef and he's again the air fryers, mm-hmm. but your wife likes it. It's
3: easy.
2: Why the difference? It's fast. Fast. Yeah. It's and it, furious. The, okay. My, my wife's my busy. Busy than me, you know. And you got
3: kids. You yeah. got
2: kids and, and sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah. And that's the way it is. You know, she's a chef and she, she would cook if she had time, but No one has time. <laughs> Paulie, thanks for joining us today. Air fryers were off the menu. Sweet. Wonderful. Thank you very much. <laughs> Coast FM with the Gardening gangs, all about food. With
3: Paulie back.
1: Coast FM, Pete Little, Cheryl and Darcy today with the Gardening Gang mm. talking to Tanya Middleton. Who is Tanya Middleton?
3: She is our pet vet nurse. Mm. with her
1: lovely little cat called Levi.
3: We love Levi. Yeah,
1: we know about Levi, Tan.
3: Hello, Tanya. (laughs) (laughs) Hello,
5: hello.
1: Have you got Levi? Are you stroking Levi this morning as we talk to you? a lovely thought, isn't it? He all? is
5: sound asleep right next to me. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> a
1: bit like Pete sometimes. Sometimes. Now, Sharon, what's, uh, <laughs> we're talking chickens today. We're talking Candy chickens, well,
3: and the thought occurred to me that some people might like to keep chickens as pets. So, Tanya, <laughs> the do chickens.
1: That sort of pet to you oh, <laughs> overnight, not just, not just
3: for, for eggs, you know.
1: In t- a vision.
3: In a vision, Oh, I as a like, yes. playful pet. As a playful pet.
2: Not just locked no. away and said, you know, give us give some, eggs. some eggs. No, oh. no,
5: no, 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 no. I've
2: never heard of that a before. chicken
1: give.
5: But oh. I'm just saying, Tanya. Do you know what? Chickens make amazing pets. They are so Convince underrated. <laughs> they go. Oh, they are great pets. You know, I had chickens growing up at one point of my life, and particularly certain breeds of chickens. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're great. They're like little little dogs. They'll follow you around the garden. Really, and, like a dog. You know, if you interact with them enough, they'll even come sit on your sit on your lap. Yeah. Um, like I say, particularly certain breeds, silky silky chickens. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just gorgeous to look at, and they are so friendly. They'll just come and just sit with you and be with you. They're beautiful. Please. Can you cuddle them like these silky chickens? Can you oh, give them a cuddle?
3: Yeah. You can. They you I know you, you can pluck them. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, no, terrible. terrible. No, 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 don't pluck
5: no them. No plucking chickens. Cuddling. Yeah, especially for little kids. Like, they love chickens. are Yeah, yeah. And chickens love them.
2: Mm.
1: Have uh, they got a violent streak in their unhappy <laughs> Tanya? of pecking going on here unnecessarily i think chickens
5: can you know if they're it's just like a dog or a cat if they're not used to being held mm. well yeah they're going to struggle and you know they, they they absolutely can peck you i'm not saying go and pick up any chicken that you see <laughs> um but yeah yeah they definitely can peck and scratch
1: you i was just say, is there one breed that's more calm than the other do we go for a rhode island red or something or a you know
5: in my experience, absolutely,
3: silkies are very chilled. The silkies are the ones with all the feathers on their face. They look like they can't see, don't they? They look, they're all fluffy. fluffy They've got a fluffy they're head. All different
5: colours.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're very yeah. pretty.
1: They're, yeah, they're very, very pretty. pretty. They're very pretty girls. Maybe that's why they're
3: calm, because they're just, they're behind all and those feathers. tell
1: me this, Tan, if you uh, were going to engage in the, uh, the close uh, association with a chicken, how long would one have, are they a, a two-year proposition? Five, ten?
5: Um, gosh, I don't know off the top of my head, but look, eight, eight years old, oh elderly, God, maybe it's a little bit life. older. We have people come into the vet and they adore their chickens. You know, they, they're they sad when they, they have to euthanize them, like they cry. And, you know, they're just very devoted to these chickens. You know, not only that... They lay eggs and, you know, so they, they kind of pay for themselves. I was going to say, they earn you their know, keep, don't they, around the house. It's like, don't that's a little no, no, dog. Cheryl, cats don't do that. I've never
1: seen a sign to the beach saying, no walking your chicken. No walking your chicken. <laughs> chicken on the leash. It's an open book. You can take them oh, anywhere.
5: No,
3: I have seen that. I, look, I've not seen it in person, but I have seen it on the internet. I've seen people they have their chickens in harnesses and they, they walk them. People oh, taking their little chickens. Little girl for, does that.
5: So who does? Yeah, my friend's little girl. She um she takes her chickens. Where? <laughs> and where? Walk up and down the street. No way. In Forest
3: Beach. In Forest <laughs> Beach. <laughs> <laughs> take it. Be careful of Matt Steiner. Don't take it there. <laughs> <If> there's something. Are <laughs> there? That. Yeah, that's it. Not in there. Well, Not in there.
1: This would have to be one of the most bizarre conversations they've ever had in two, what, three years we've been operating with Tanya using a chicken as a pet. Using a chicken I mean, as a pet. It's beyond. But as a parting thought, there, Tanya. What would one need to factor in to look after a chicken for a year as an expense? Would it be uh, five hundred bucks a year, like for injections? But
4: you got to hang, hang, hang on, hang on. It's a slight—you get you minus
3: the eggs as well. You get eggs are expensive oh, these you days. you the eggs or something? So it might be That's the other itself. side of the
1: ledger, isn't it? Yeah, okay, it might okay. it, I think. So there's a revenue involved here as well. You? Would you recover enough oh, eggs look, to pay I for all think, their costs? Though, I don't
5: eat eggs but i would I would eat them if they were coming from a friend because I would know you know mm-hmm. that they were ethically sourced, but oh. I think with me, I've not eaten them for so long that if I did eat an egg, it would probably make me feel sick. However, you know they have too many eggs they bring them into work like they're overflowing with eggs <laughs> they yeah. don't know what to do with them so I think, sure. I think they would definitely sure. pay for themselves. We did do surgery on a um a rooster once, poor poor rooster. Yeah. he they thought he was a female. oh, so they reared this little this little chicken up, and he it ended up he was a rooster, but the family was in love with it. It was in um. and anyway, he was crowing, and you know they had heard that if you castrate them, they stopped crowing. And we tried the the implant and it wasn't working. The there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's an <laughs> implant you can use. Anyway, it, it wasn't working. What so we are decided these? To trans chickens, <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Anyway, anyway. It was like a hormonal implant, but it wasn't It wasn't working. We decided to castrate this rooster, and this was years ago, so it's probably a lot more expensive could be these any, days, but it was 500 alle- It, was it $500. might be illegal now. <laughs> but, no, it was $500, and unfortunately, like, it's a big operation for a for a rooster yeah. to do an intra-abdominal surgery. Mm. Anyway, sadly, the rooster died, and they knew the risk. It was a huge risk, and sadly, the rooster died. It still cost them $500, and they didn't have their rooster. And it was so – I felt so terrible for
1: the family. It was
5: so heartbreaking. Oh. These little children were so in love oh. with this rooster <laughs> because they didn't want to rehome him because no. they loved him so much. Of course, yeah. right. Not
1: a lot of uh, demand it's for sad. trans chickens. <laughs> <so I> suppose <laughs> He's gone out Stop in peace. We were talking it? about names. I can't Tanya. remember. <laughs> yeah, but maybe
5: oh, well. we could just... Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it
1: was Mr. Inbetween. I'm not <laughs> even going
5: to make one up. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Inbetween. <laughs> <laughs> he was called... <God>. Settle down, <laughs> girls.
1: <laughs> At some called. point, we're going to move forward to the oh, eunuch. Okay. doodle
3: do, not cock-a-doodle-doo.
8: do <laughs> doodle dose <don't. laughs> doodle
1: <don't>. <laughs> 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 On that note, thank you, Tan. We've been... Excited today to talk you about keeping chickens as pets. Oh my God. And as Sherilyn Sorry. fades into the <laughs> background there, oh we'll catch you next week. Thanks, Tan. Thanks, Tanya. <laughs> There's Tanya Middleton. What a sweetie. Coast FM 963, Pete Little on the Saturday morning. Thanks, Sherilyn. And we've got uh, Lachlan McDonald on the line right now from Ray White McDonald Partners. Bit of a guru when it comes to real estate sales, right, uh, Lachlan? Would you agree with that? Uh, Assessment. Oh, Pete, you're too kind. Now, here's one for you. Here's a bit of a curly one. I came across somebody over the course of the week who is having trouble selling their house. It's been on the market now for nearly three months, and he reckons it's keenly priced. But the question that, that he raised, and it's one for you to answer, Lachlan, is if I've got a property on the Central Coast that's in that situation, it's just not selling, it's not getting any interest, should I pull off the market, take it off the market for the short-term and relaunch a campaign, say, in the new year or whenever the market is feeling a bit more happy for my property? What do you think? Mm.
6: Well, Peter, something we get asked a lot, that's for sure. Um, you know, and I think that usually the answer is no, unless you're going to make a change. Because most of the time, I would say greater than 90% of the time, the reason that a property remains unsold is that there's been feedback that you've received from the market. It might be in relation to some of the features. Uh, it might be in relation to the price. It might be in relation to a few things. And you've either not taken that into consideration, or, or you know you've you've sort of I guess not perhaps had an agent that's gotten you that feedback. So that's one other thing. Yeah. Um, but usually you've got things you can do to get the campaign back on track. So if you're going to take the property on the market, off the market rather. And then put it back on later, later in the year or early the next year, exactly the same as it was before. To us in the industry, we look at that and go, and say, "Well, yeah, why? You're, you're, you're really <laughs> yes. hoping for, you know, a miracle because nothing's changed." Well, um, that's
1: exactly right because interest rates haven't gone down anymore, and uh, the demand in the market's still fairly stable now. So, uh, I guess hmm. the the only turning point could be if you had really nasty neighbours and they've suddenly left. <laughs>
6: Yes, no, but there's always a few exceptions, don't get me wrong. But yeah. um, I think for the most part, there's always changes to strategy and, and ways you can go about it that can make a difference. Now, you might pull it off the market briefly and that, that could be to maybe adjust some of the things. For example, if you were getting feedback on a few little things around the house that could easily be fixed, that's a great opportunity to take it off the market, fix those things up, maybe repaint that uh, violet uh feature wall, perhaps, Pete, <laughs> um, and um, retake the photographs, relaunch it fresh, something different. It, it's, something has changed. It might be a different, uh, different photos, it might be a few little jobs you've done around the house, it could be a different pricing strategy, um, but something has to change, um, and that, that will hopefully get the market back engaged with it.
1: Now, are people in that situation reluctant to spend more money if they're a bit depressed about the state of play with their sale? But you have to do a bit of a selling job sometime to say, Mr. Smith, you need to spend 25000 on this if there's any hope of uh, selling. Does that often come up in conversation?
6: Yeah, Pete. I mean, normally these are the conversations that we have before a house goes on the market. Oh, so okay, right. it would be very rare, I mean, for us anyway, to, to get down the line and not have expected to receive feedback on certain things and then be telling the seller that, look, we've got to make these changes. our our job really is to go in and be able to predict what the market will think and what the reaction of buyers might be and give people that um, information in advance. So it's more a case of if they choose not to do it prior to putting it on the market, then everyone's sort of going into it knowing that, look, there's some things we could have done. We really don't have the time, the money or the inclination to do it. Mm. So we're accepting that maybe we might not get the best reaction, but that's how it is. And you um, come back and review that after several months or whatever. Yeah. So if, you, if you're in an apartment building, for example, and one apartment sells for way lower than others, that can affect um, your, your, um, your property greatly.
1: Yeah.
6: Um, so that's when what you might do is you might take it off the market for long enough that that sale is no longer relevant. Now, that might be six months, it might be 12. Ah, okay. In, in most cases, if you're just not getting the reaction you want, we usually recommend just taking it off the market for a short, sharp time, maybe a few weeks tops, making a few quick changes, you know, in terms of you know, adjusting things to the feedback that you've received from buyers um, and then putting it back on. But really, there should be no real need to take it off the market to do that. You, if you're getting feedback week one of your campaign, you can do those things on the fly. You don't have to take it off the market to do it.
1: Mm. Well, here's the killer question to close today: uh, Should I change agents?
6: Well, Pete, I, I think there's there's good merit in that. Sometimes it can just be that the relationship is broken down. To um, that happens, you know. Sure. Um, obviously, it's a highly emotive thing selling um, real estate and selling your home. Um, so sometimes, if that's happened, that can be a you know a necessary thing to do. But I think for the most part, usually there's either um, a failing of the agent initially, as in they haven't given the right advice initially, in which case you really should be looking at changing. If it's the case of the agent gave you the advice, but you haven't taken it, well, chances are the next agent's going to give you the same advice too. So you, you probably just need to think about how you can maybe reach a compromise with what they're suggesting you need to do and, and, and what you've already done. Um, and that's probably, you know, the, the best way to move forward rather than looking to change the agent in that case.
1: Excellent advice there from uh, Lachlan. Thank you, mate. Very frank and uh, honest and earnest uh, replies today to our questions. Well done. <laughs>
6: oh, try to, try to be, Pete.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every Saturday we talk to Lachlan McDonald from Ray White McDonald Partners. Have a nice weekend, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Coast F- that's not silly, Sherilyn. No, it's not. Now, next week on the show we've got?
3: We've got Getting Ready for Spring, our spring garden prep show. It's going to be exciting. So-